On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, Corey Perry, 400 career goals. We talk about the crazy, insane milestone that he hit at this point in his career. We talk about the, the big win, not just by a margin, but the big win on primetime, probably the best game of the NHL season, Lightning Oilers. We talk all about that and the outdoor game and more. But first, let's play that music. Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. What's up, everybody? If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for uh, watching the show. We are putting out more episodes on YouTube, and we hope you give us a thumbs up. If you are listening to us on Spotify or a podcast streaming service, we thank you for making us your first listen of the day or the night, as it is a Friday night episode. We're dropping this right now. So... Let's just jump right into it. So the Tampa Bay Lightning had a fantastic win the other night, 5-3 over the Edmonton Oilers. And I have to say just my initial thoughts before we get into the nitty gritty of the game. I really think that other than the excitement, other than the star power that was involved in this game that we'll get all into that. My initial thoughts is that <clears throat> performance-wise, this is one of the best games they've played all year. I know it kind of fell off a little bit towards the end uh, as it, it seemed as almost as if the Lightning took their foot off the pedal too soon. But all around, just a fantastic game. And I, and I think that when we look back at the regular season, whether it's when this regular season ends and we have that kind of that, that layoff period uh, between the last game of the season and then game one of the opening round of the playoffs or afterwards, I think that we will look at this game and and just probably look at it as probably just the best, most exciting game the Lightning have played all season long. And a lot of it has to do with the fact of just this being a good measuring stick. Um, early on in the season now, if you listen or watch actually on YouTube uh, to the Locked On NHL ranking show, you would know that I am the co-host of that with Locked On Avalanche host Chris Masilli. And we have been talking all season long about just how much of a huge disappointment the Edmonton Oilers have been. And the fact that they have chosen really not obviously other than the fact of them changing head coaches. And really oftentimes we see that kind of be the defining factor. Uh, We've seen it most recently also with Montreal. We saw it with Vancouver, but the Edmonton Oilers come into this game, came into this game, excuse me, playing very, very good hockey. And I spoke about it in the preview episode that we posted that the Oilers, they're they're still not at where we think that they should be talent. I mean, given the talent that this team has, them having two of probably the top five best players in the world, we're still not seeing them, I think, at their full potential. And a lot of that had to do, and and I kind of alluded to it in the preview episode as well, is that a lot of what went on in this game, McDavid, two goals, Dreisaitl, three assists. Really what it came down to was not the scoring, because we know both teams coming into this game 
were going to put up the goals. They were going to go shot for shot. What it really came down to was which goaltender was going to blink first. And I have been the biggest critic, I think, uh, uh, other than outside of those who, who cover the Edmonton Oilers. I think I've been one of the biggest critics of this team as well as this the goalie situation of the Oilers just because they came into this season and, and say what you want about Mike Smith and no disrespect to him. Uh, I, I saw him all the way back from when he started, when he was with the Lightning. And then he made his way to Arizona where he really kind of started to blossom into what he was, what he is now. And what it really comes down to is I don't think that Mike Smith is, I'm sure he's a fabulous teammate, but, you know, not to sound harsh, but he's not the kind, he's not the answer. Simple, plain and simple right there. Mike Smith might be a good goaltender for maybe a mediocre situation like we saw with him in Arizona. A uh, guy who's going to be able to make a lot of, have a lot of chances to save a lot of shots because your defense defensive core is just plain, flat out not good. Uh, so maybe his numbers, if you look at what he did with the Coyotes, are a little bit inflated, and maybe that's why, to a certain degree, that the Edmonton Oilers felt coming into the season that that was their guy. But in a game such as this against the Lightning, who we all know by now what they are. Um, we we know that they are gonna they are have have a very good chance of three peating. They have a very good chance in the upcoming weeks to possibly not only overtake the Panthers, but somewhat run with the division. And that's a conversation to be had for later on. But what it comes down to is that this Edmonton team, as as heavy hitting as they are, still not on the same weight class as your Tampa Bay Lightning. So my initial thoughts from this game going forward, just, you know, everything surrounding is that the Lightning rose to the occasion. And I was very, very nervous, uh, especially with the track record that the Lightning have over the last couple of years, is that they are a team that feeds off of momentum. So when they have a couple of days off to play with and you know, that's we're talking about three, but in this situation, they had almost 10 days off. They had eight. What it comes down to it is that you have to be somewhat nervous where they go into this game. Yes, I'm sure they're practicing. I'm sure John Cooper, being the great coach that he is, still, in my opinion, one of the most underrated coaches in the National Hockey League. But if you look at you know, what this team has done and, and any team, this is not just the lightning have fallen victim to it. Any hockey team and a majority of hockey teams in the, in the, in the NHL have issues of, of being able to carry over that momentum. Um, after winning a, a very tough game against the New Jersey devils, heading into a game like this, where this could have been a situation where if the lightning don't come out swinging right away, we could have seen the results easily change the round or even worse, a, a blowout. And Lightning did very well. They came out. They 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 didn't allow the Edmonton Oilers to get comfortable. Uh, they they there were certain moments where I really thought early on that the Oilers were going to start to set the pace. And in a game like this, especially with a player like Connor McDavid who who just thrives off the track meet, I thought the Lightning did a good job of slowing things down when they really needed to, even if that's not something that they want to do at that point in time. And, and I thought that the defensive core as a whole from the first to the third pairing did a very good job. 
uh, any time that McDavid was on the ice, guys were very much aware. And and even you know, I, I'll take a two goal night for McDavid and and take the W. That's fine. Um, you definitely don't want to have a situation what we saw a couple of months ago where the Oilers um, played the New York Rangers up in Edmonton, in which uh, McDavid just they just let him run wild and he pretty much took over and and he he's that talented. We don't see a lot of players in the NHL. Or just in the game of hockey in general, where they have that talent to just completely put a team on their back, and and yes, it's exciting to see. But I mean, that's one of the criticisms of the Oilers team is that the fact that they they try to do that more times than not, and and that's just not something that's sustainable even for a guy such as Connor McDavid. But going back to the Lightning before we head into the first break, uh, I I just want to say you know. Pat Maroon has just something has just awoken upon in, in him this year. Nine goals. Uh, it, it, he's he's not doing anything flashy. He's just doing his job. He's just cleaning up in front. And the same goes to Corey Perry, which resulted in not only his 14th goal of the season, but also his 400th career goal and the 103rd player in NHL history to do so. And we still have time. I'm not saying that he's going to go on a scoring tear, but if you do remember, if you've been a listener of this show since the beginning of the season, I did say that I would not be the least surprised if he finished the season with with 30, po- 30 goals, which a little bit of a stretch at this point. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of starts to pick it up. I mean, the chances are there. We've seen it throughout the entire season. But Perry does go through these stints where he he maybe does not notch a goal for, for a, a more than a handful of games. So that might be something that he might work against him in his favor. But overall, what a great, what a great win against a very, one of the better teams in the NHL, regardless of what you think of them. Uh, They're, they're looking like they're starting to make a push towards that last wildcard spot in the West, but top to bottom, you saw contributions from everybody. Steven Stamkos with another goal, 24 on the season. Saw uh, Braden point 19 on the season. And then Kucherov uh, at the end. Uh, just, you know, once again, just top to bottom, everybody contributing. And, and it's usually on any given night in which you see goals from Point, Kucherov, and, and Stamkos, the chances of you winning are, I would probably have to say, above 95%. <laughs> so we're going to continue more about this. We're going to talk about just what does this mean for Corey Perry, his legacy? Uh, obviously, we, we know he's a Hall of Famer, but where does he rank in NHL history? We talk about that. Uh, we, we, we talk about the outdoor game on uh, tomorrow night in Nashville. Um, cautiously optimistic about that one. I'll elaborate on that and more. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now we're heading into the late stages of February, early March. And it, I think it's safe to say that, at least for me, that my my New Year's resolution, I've, I've just pretty much given up. Uh, working out, it's not working out. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, you know, there's still time for me to eat healthy. And and I, I like to have my snacks in between between meals. So I, I want to pick a very healthy snack and Built Bar is my go-to. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution of eating healthy when I'm eating those. That's how good they are. Uh, they are covered in 100% chocolate, real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars, please, people. These things, you won't regret it. They are better than your regular candy bar. A typical candy bar could be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most of these built bars uh, have only 130 
calories. And the best part is that there's tons of flavors to choose from, whether you're a mint brownie person, coconut, coconut almond. And this month they got the white chocolate cookies and cream. So don't miss out on that. So go to built.com, use the promo code lock 15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. So those of us that are listening or actually, li- yeah, listening on the on the podcast platforms. You are joining us back from the break. If you're watching us on YouTube, or as my locked on NHL co-host Chris Masilli likes to call it, the YouTube, where you're sticking with us here on YouTube, and we're just going to keep it rolling. So, talking about Corey Perry, and before I talk about Corey Perry, the hockey player, I, I just want to take a moment. To obviously, I don't know him as well as you know Pat Maroon, who played with him in Anaheim. Some of these other players that have played with him on the national team in Canada, or played junior with him back in the day, or whatever the case may be. But I just want to take a moment to talk about Corey Perry, the person. Uh, if if you're new to the show, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching us. Uh, I had the chance of interviewing Corey uh, in the off season when he first got signed by the Lightning and. I just have to say the conversation I had with him before we press the record button, uh, just a regular guy. Um, one of the coolest people in hockey that I've had the luxury of just conversing with and, and even, you know, just the down to earth person, just, you know, joking here and there about stuff like that. And just really picking his brain about a lot of stuff that, you know, we ended up talking about later on in, in the interview as well. Um, so go ahead and check that out if you want to get your Corey Perry fixed. Uh, just an absolutely fantastic. It's also pinned to the top of our Twitter account on Twitter at LO underscore lightning. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, go ahead. Locked on underscore lightning as well. Fantastic interview. We also have an interview with Dave Randorf, lightning play-by-play announcer, as well as uh, Ross Colton. We had him on as well. He was talking about his trip with the Stanley Cup in the offseason and all that stuff. And just, you know... Uh, once again, going back to the Corey Perry thing, just fantastic guy. And you could see why Pat Maroon and Steven Stamkos were trying so hard to get him uh, in Tampa. And hopefully, you know, he finishes his, his career. Uh, but yeah, Corey Perry, the person, uh, the, the the athlete, the hockey player, 400 career goals. And you just show just how great of a player he is, longevity. Um, he's been in the league almost two decades. And he, he no signs of of slowing down. Uh, he's obviously he's not that torrid scorer that we saw him when he won the Rocket Richard back in Anaheim, but just a smart player, just the kind of guy that any team who is either trying to repeat or trying to win a championship would be lucky to get. And the Lightning were lucky enough to get him. And there is a reason why. Corey Perry has played on the last two teams to have lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Stanley Cup final, in case you didn't know. Uh, Dallas and Montreal, he was a part of both those teams and a huge part of the success of those teams getting to the Stanley Cup final. And you could see with his presence on the ice this year, uh, this team, you know, there was a little bit <clears throat> hesitancy, I guess, um, for me at least, and I'm sure for some other people that follow this team very closely to, to chalk up, you know, an automatic three P obviously with the, the departure of Coleman, Goodrow and Gord uh, because of cap constrictions and the expansion draft, 
you know, lose, you know, losing those three guys have just been, it was tough, tough for the team as just in terms of morale and just tough in terms of replace, how do you replace that, that level of talent that you have all together and really Corey Perry coming in alongside Pierre Edouard Belmar, who was another f- signing in the f- in the offseason. Um, you know, obviously that line with Maroon is fantastic. You have, like I said, uh, with Maroon and Perry playing in the playing with each other back in the day in Anaheim. You have that chemistry, but just you could see when that line is is on the ice. Uh, Perry Perry's the captain. He's the guy running the show, uh, and and. It's his even when he's not on the line with those guys. If if he's matched up with other other players on this team, you could just see he has a presence about him on the ice. And and sometimes even if a guy's having an off night, their presence is really all it takes to turn things around to shift the tide of the game. uh, As as some people in the hockey world would say, tip the ice in your favor. But um, just a fantastic player. I I think one of the most underrated signings still. This offseason, uh, the Lightning, and you got to chalk that up to the Lightning front office. Uh, just they they don't miss any anything they anything they touch turns to gold, and we've seen it over the last two years. Every move they make ends up panning out, and and I can't wait to see it's it's stuff like this that really gets you excited for the upcoming trade deadline that we we will talk about on a later episode, uh, where you know it's going to be interesting to see where the lightning go if they stay pat if they try to foster if they try to you know pat up their their bottom lines and see if they could add another stick uh guy who could possibly score here and there if they need to um it's gonna be interesting because you know even if you make that move where you put these people so yeah Corey perry uh congratulations to a you know on 400 goals if you're listening to this uh worm so but uh as going back to the oilers game um yeah, like I stated earlier on the show, really the clash of the two Titans, if you really think about it, of the NHL. This is still, you know, regardless of how you feel about the Edmonton Oilers, I still think that they are a class team. I still think that they have a chance to get into the to the to the playoffs. As for getting to the Stanley Cup final, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and comment on their chances. I could only focus about the lightning, but that would be a fantastic. Imagine these two teams playing each other in a best of seven. I, I don't know how. I, I think that would be the most stressful finals yet out of the 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 three that they could potentially play. Just because, I mean, I don't think the Lightning over the last two years they've gotten lucky, you know, and that's part of winning championships. You, you sometimes you you have to have a little luck, and the Lightning have have had their fair share of luck. And really, what it comes down to is that the Lightning have never. In the last two years, at least, probably, I mean, the, the only team, I think best team that they faced uh, out of their three Stanley Cups, oh, well, their four Stanley Cups appearance, I would probably have to say, you know, that that Blackhawks team in 2015, they were pretty good. That was a dynasty of Kane, Taves, and that cast of other characters on that team. But I, I really think that in terms of scoring, and, and this might be a controversial opinion, is is that Calgary team back in 04 but yeah imagine a a stanley cup matchup between these two teams it would be wild uh i i think the lightning would win just if unless the unless the the oilers made a drastic move at the trade deadline 
and, and bolster up their goaltending. Cause like I said before, I don't think that uh, Mike Smith's the answer, but in this game, uh, Going back to this game, and, and and we could talk all we want about you know the possibility of these two teams facing each other. Which, like I said, if the Oilers get in, anything could happen because we know what the Lightning are going to do. They're just focused on getting in and getting to work. Um, but this game, the I, I, I from top to bottom, I, I thought the Lightning played a, a fairly good game. Uh, if you look at the stats, uh, the Oilers out, actually outshot the Lightning, and I think a lot of that had to do with the later on stat, stages and. Really, it comes down to the only issue I had with this game was the Lightning, it seemed like late in the second period, took their foot off the pedal. Uh, after after Corey Perry scored that power play goal to get his 400th career goal, it, it kind of looked like, and, and you saw it on the high men goal, uh, it looked like kind of like they, they took a step back and... and but they weren't worried. They were playing with confidence, which you always love to see. And But you, against a team like the Oilers... You can't do that. You can't do that. And and people, I, I at least started to sweat once McDavid scored a second of the game to make it 4-3. Um, yeah, he. Uh, that's when I started to sweat. I mean, there there wasn't that much time left in the game where I thought that, you know, the Oilers were able to muster up another goal to tie it up to send it to OT. But, uh, yeah, I you know, that's something that you can't happen. And I'm sure Coach Cooper will will would have addressed it today. Um and, and afterwards, he probably addressed it uh, after the game as well to the to the team. But other than that, I don't have a problem with it. I think with the way the Lightning played, I think they're, the way they controlled the puck, I think they did a very good job early on. Even though uh, Edmonton was trying to, to get things moving fast, I thought that Tampa Bay did a very good job of puck control, uh, being able to slow things down and, and dictate the flow of the game. And I think that was ultimately what really um, put put – you know, swung thing for them, obviously, other than the goaltending situation, Vasilevsky um, played a fantastic game once again. And, and really what it comes down to is that the lightning just had more firepower. They, they had a better goaltender in that. And, and they really, they didn't disappoint. And I think everybody around the league was watching this game. Obviously it was on TNT. So the entire, a lot of people in the hockey world were watching this game. This is, I think in my opinion, uh, the biggest talked about game, the entire NHL season. And I, I still think at the end of the year, unless we see some crazy epic battle between them and Florida uh, from now until season's end, I think this is going to go down as probably the biggest game in terms of just hype that the lightning have played all season long. So uh, I would, uh, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see Edmonton again in a couple of weeks on that, on that six game road trip as the lightning start uh, in Chicago and they make their way into the Pacific Northwest. So it's going to be interesting to see how we, how part two of this matchup goes. Uh, I think that both teams are going to get, are going to be ready to gear up. And I think we're going to see it kicked up another notch. So we'll talk about the rest of the lightning season, as well as that outdoor game, uh, in just a little bit, but first I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day. Now, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college sports. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage that just ended. So hopefully you're placing down those bets for Team USA to win some gold medals here and there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about 
the trends and actions and action bet online where the game starts so like i said before if you're on youtube following along we're just rolling through uh if you're following us on the platform spotify google itunes wherever you listen to your podcast once again if you're listening to this please make sure to like and subscribe to the pod so we we appreciate all the just the 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 enthusiasm everybody's been bringing all season long and and we want to continue that and even amp it up as the lightning roll into the playoffs so let's talk about this out outdoor game and I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer. And and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm looking directly into the camera. So you know that I mean business and I'm being 100% serious. I'm not excited for this game. I'm really not. I I feel and, and I'm going to say why. And, and if you guys want to go at me on Twitter, go ahead. D-E-N-K-Y, D-8-N-K, tweet at me, tell me, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'm wrong. Um that I'm, I'm ridiculous for for not being excited about this game. The Lightning playing their first outdoor game ever in Nashville. Now I like the spirit of it. You're 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 you have two Southern teams playing against each other outdoors. But this is the kind of situation, and and it's been kind of it, it's been documented all week long about the conditions where, as of right now, and I'm looking at the weather report, it's going to be in the high 40s, possibly even low 50s and raining and i tweeted it out today that we might see a situation what we saw with the lake tahoe game with the avalanche and the golden knights where i i believe the game was pretty much it, yeah it was it, it was delayed seven hours because of the conditions with the sun and all that now obviously different conditions here but still um and and the lightning, I don't think are going to have an, a problem in this game. I, I think because, you know, there's already so much made with, I guess, visiting players that the ice in, in Amelie isn't as good as maybe what you would see somewhere in some other parts of the country, which understandable because of the humidity and the heat. But I mean, that I, I don't, it is what it is, um, which is going to be expected in a game like this. Having said that, I think the situation is a little bit different because not only am I afraid that the conditions are going to be bad, it's going to be a sloppy game. What it's going to come down to is not talent because these are obviously two very good teams. Nashville's playing pretty well this year. It's going to just come down to, I think, to a lucky bounce. And I just hate games like that because I think this is going to be such a low-calorie hockey game. There's not going to be a lot that fans are going to be able to eat up. And I I think that in a situation like this, I think that the NHL should maybe if they're willing if they want to start <clears throat> putting games in the South more often, maybe schedule them a little earlier. You know, not February where it's starting to get a little warmer out, but maybe maybe i don't know december middle of january like a new year's eve game i think that would have been better um but we'll see hopefully you know i i'm not i'm I'm, don't make don't make any mistake i'm not rooting for this game to be a dud i hope it's exciting and it's everything that the nhl wants it to be i i i think that these 
you know, pairing up two teams like this uh, is fantastic. I think it's a great thing for the league. I think it's a great thing for people in the South who maybe are not really interested in hockey, but want to get into it and don't really have teams. And I mean, what better teams in the South to, to get involved in an outdoor game than Nashville and, and in Tampa. Now maybe Carolina hurricane fans might say differently, but I, I think these two teams are the marquee, teams in the south in terms of hockey and and i i could already hear uh jared from locked on hurricanes uh just screaming at the top of his lungs of that content if he hears this uh sorry not sorry jared so i i i think this is going to be a low scoring game i think this is going to just come down to a lucky bounce one of those ridiculous things that we see at the end of a game uh, where the opposing team is just not going to be able to recover from it because it's just no team's going to be able to get to any flow in this game, or I could be completely wrong. Hopefully the conditions hold up. Hopefully the the temperature dips a little bit lower. uh, So it's favorable to the ice conditions, but yeah, um, I expect this to be at least like a two, one game either way. um, I I think the lightning might have an edge in this because they, they are an experienced group. Um, They have a ton of veterans obviously, and and they're going to be able to kind of rally themselves up and, and keep their cool and not, not have to, not try to do too much if if they if the situation calls for for scoring so we'll keep an eye on that game tomorrow obviously uh i'll try and drop a a highlight uh after the game uh locked on now which for those of you who don't know locked on now is just like an up-to-date um uh update <laughs> up to up up-to-date highlight video uh basically of me just quickly summarizing what happened and all that more. Uh, So in the meantime, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.